Hey, Internet, it's Rev, and on this episode, we have Ben Friedrich with his upcoming game, Chester United. We dive into the depths after we made some stars. Join us for the IndieBox Indie Road Trip, talk some crowdfunding stats, and officially announce, live, the 2014 Riot of the Year winner. I've got my Riot Shield. Grab your rubber bullets and tear gas. It's episode 33 of Indie Game Riot. <laughs> Everybody, this is Justin Yai, and this is episode 33 of the Indie Game Riot. Hope you guys are doing well today, Tech Rev, and our special guest, Ben Friedrich. Say hey. Hello. I'm not in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not in Germany. I, well, for everyone who's listening to the edited version, I swore like up and down that this guy was from Germany. And he gets on, he gets on, he gets on Skype with us, and he's the most like American-sounding son of a bitch. <laughs> Straight from the middle of America, it's all right. Yeah, from the heartland. Uh, well, not really. North heartland is that a thing? You're it's from a, the northern ventricle. It's a thing now. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're very frozen right now. From the frozen sucks. tundra, who's half drunk on uh, Green Bay Packers excitement or whatever. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a sports team? Yeah, half the people that listen to the <gasps> show don't know what that is. <laughs> I should take this like, time to educate them of the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you a cheesehead? I know that has something mm-hmm. to do with your area. I hate the whole cheesehead thing, but I am a cheesehead. <laughs> Self-loathing. Wait, it's, it's, better, it's better than being a Redskins fan and being called a racist. That's so. true. You don't, you don't want that. I'm just uh, weird. I have a weird hat. I'm an Eagles fan, and I've been called all oh, sorts I'm of Oh, I'm sorry. Things. Uh, anyway, moving on. What have you been up to this week? Rev? Huh, uh, me? Yeah, that's work. you. That's your name. Work. work and more work and more work and then some more work and then just for a change of pace, more work. No, Did last you have a weekend. break for work in there? Yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, that's That was this week. No, uh, last, uh, during the holiday, you know, Christmas was cool. Had some friends over. New Year's was cool. I was on call, so I couldn't get drunk. And, uh, you know, that was okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, the following week, like last weekend, I had to drive my daughter back to uh, other parents' location in Utah. And uh, took off Friday after work. I've been up since 5 o'clock in the morning. Drive all through the night get into our destination at 10 o'clock in the morning and then spend the entire time with uh my non-brother brother and then uh ended up taking care of him and possibly doing something that was less than legal and uh indie game ride does not uh, condone of anything reverend ever does (laughs) exactly Uh, but drove back and ended up ha- falling asleep at the wheel by the time I hit Vegas at 10 o'clock at night. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get a cheap hotel room, blah, blah, blah. And then I find out that CES started while I was there. I'm so irritated. Mm. So, yeah, I I visited friends and took care of friends and had fun with friends. And then 
work, 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 and work. And as soon as we're done with the show tonight, uh, I've got more work. Fun. That's why? Like why do you have to be a productive member of society? I yes, know, you should stop that. <laughs> so it's unemployed overrated. for so long, and then all of a sudden, this happens. <laughs> See, and I like that though. Like, I, I bitch about it. Yeah, I totally bitch about how much work I do. But at the same time, uh, if I'm not working, I yeah, depression's not fun. Yeah. How about so, you, Tech? So I, I have a uh, just a part of my job that that relates to a job that you once had, Rev. Uh, so, so if you don't remember, I don't know if this was after a show or between segments or possibly on a show a few months back, but Rev talked about, um, having a job at a place. It could have been a diner or, or like a fast food place where you had to work like 20 hour shifts. Yeah. Burger King. When I started, oh, work, Burger King. when I started smoking for my own yeah. health, <laughs> yeah. don't smoke kids. Well, I, I, I had a realization <laughs> Because we had a health inspector coming into the store uh, today, and so the last few days at work have been cleaning everything. And uh, sometimes we don't necessarily change the oil in the fryer as often. Oh, shut up. And and, uh, and that stuff smokes. And the smoke's just in the store, and you think, oh, it's just smoke. And then you realize, you know, a few days later when you're scrubbing down the walls from grease, you're like, everyone's breathing this. Oh God! <laughs> this can't be healthy. <laughs> so, so I had a rev moment where I was just like, "Hmm, maybe I should start smoking." <laughs> Wait until it takes you thirty minutes in a hot, steamy shower to cough up the ball of grease. Yeah, exactly. Oh God! Then you need to start smoking. I'm just gonna not <laughs> step foot in a Burger King for a while. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> this is a good time to let you know that Indie Game Riot is brought to you by Burger King. No, it's not. <laughs> Not at all. By Domino's. Burger King and Grease Lung. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Josh? What have you been up to? Oh, man. Well, I should probably address the fact that we were on vacation for two weeks. Um, Just with, (laughs) yeah, just with holidays. uh, Just with holidays, you know, scheduling gets crazy. And then uh, I'm pretty sure all of us were actually really swamped with our day jobs. Um, So if anyone you want to sponsor, actually sponsor the game, right? You know, we could quit our day jobs, but you (laughs) whatever. We're uh, setting up Patreon in the future. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, the, that's pretty much what I've been doing is holiday stuff because I haven't been uh, doing that. And and I have been um, working on the website and everything like that, so it's not like a true vacation, I guess, but huh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, lastly, I, I did mention, and you heard him multiple times, uh, Ben Friedrich is our guest today. We're going to interview him later after the news. Uh, but uh, anything interesting happening with you, Ben? Or um, nothing up? too much. Lots of programming. <laughs> I um, actually went to an '80s dance night a couple weeks ago. That was kind of interesting. '80s dance night. '80s dance. Friend's birthday. Was there Long an '80s dance? Uh, Wisconsin's weird. We have weird things. <laughs> I ended up stealing my friend's hat, which looked like a cowboy hat on me, and my friend was paying me in beer to go people go howdy and tip my hat and dance with them. So that was fun. <laughs> Besides that, lots of programming. I didn't know 80s had a specific dance. I It's all just all 80s music, not 80s Did dance, you, like, put your hair up in a sideways ponytail and have one of those sweaters that come down past your shoulder? Oh, that's, what, that's what I look like every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that not still a thing? No, I mean yes. Well, what year is it? 
Was it, well, Tech, was that was was that you that that made that joke the uh, couple weeks ago? Like, it, it's 2015, and the top uh, the top trailers right now are uh, Jurassic Park and uh, oh, what's the Star other Wars. ones? Star Wars, and there was oh, one other. It it's like, like I would say, but I don't know if I made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just take credit for it. Yeah, yeah, that was totally me. Yeah. Well, I think we should all make like the 80s and give ourselves an indie news injection. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an indie news injection. Thanks, indie games. This week on the indie news injection, we are starting out with a amazing... Indie Game Riot update. Indie Game Riot, well, most of Indie Game Riot, is going to be at MAGFest this year. Two-thirds. January 23rd to the 26th, 2015, National Harbor, Maryland. You want more information, you can check out MAGFest. Meet us there. Or if you miss out, we're going to be doing some awesome reporting from the floor. So make sure to look out for that. We're going to be doing a lot of networking. So hopefully we'll get some uh, even more interesting guests um, like Ben. And uh, also, if you see us there, say hi. Yeah, we'll give you a card. You know, those are hard to come by. Depending on how things work, we might do a live broadcast. That's true. That sounds interesting. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> color me intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Is that a is that like a is that like a sexy pink kind of color? Yeah, pinkish purple. It's a good color. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what else is a good thing? I would say the ride of the year 2014 winner that has actually been announced on our website already, but this is the first time we're announcing it live on the show. Uh, or not live for those of you listening to the recorded version. <laughs> uh, but if you haven't checked it out on our website, uh, the winner is Endless Legend by Amplitude Studios. So congratulations. There you go. To, to, All sorts of clapping. Yeah, Amplitude Studios. We're going to be sending them their award in the mail. Um, we gave them like one of those little digital fancy uh, what do you call, like badges that you can put on like scene profiles and stuff. So they have that. Um, but we are sending them a physical award. Um, if, you listen, if you listen to the last two episodes, you heard Rev talk about the award. And uh, it, it happens to be a riot shield. It, it arrived. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It arrived. Is it, and you, bigger, and is it bigger than you thought it was? It's actually smaller, and it's definitely lighter. There is no way in hell that thing weighs five pounds. Five pounds? Wow. I'm curious to see what this thing looks like. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a riot shield. Well, Amplitude, Amplitude promised to send us photos when they got it. That's out there in boxing, yeah. So in the, in the spirit of the riot of the year, um, we also had our staff picks for ride of the year which unfortunately did not or in in some cases you know did not necessarily win in two thirds um, of the cases <laughs> <laughs> that's some of them so, so Doc, why don't you tell us about your pick for ride of the year who me yeah you oh yeah i thought for some reason i thought you said rev and then i realized there was a hard j um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one beer <laughs> really uh, yeah my pick was the winner Endless Legend that was my first pick um, so yeah I win um, you guys owe me like 100 bucks um, well <laughs> Rev doesn't because he's funding the award so um, but yeah tech <laughs> anyway uh, yeah Endless Legend and my second pick was actually this war of mine and for those of you who are wondering because you know we all had you guys vote for you know yourselves and see uh, and you were you, all the fan votes were fifty five percent of the voting. Um, 
the Endless Legend was actually number one in fan votes as well. Uh, followed by Dreadout, which was actually kind of surprising to me. Not that it's a bad game, but I was just surprised. Um, and, again, surprising, The Last Tinker, City of Colors. Which was what I voted for. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really surprising, according to, like, he messaged me. He's like, I need your vote. And well, not to like, mention that you're a monochromat, and it's called a freaking Last City, Last Tinker City of Color. Right? <laughs> That's but true. Was, about that. That was that was Josh's thing. I don't remember what my secondary choice was. It was oh, it was, uh, it was Never Ending Nightmares. Yeah. Oh, my God. That game was so freaky. That was also surprising to me, because you, you pee yourself very easily. I know, right? It took me <laughs> It took me three months to play that game. <laughs> but I completed that game. Yeah. And and for for people who know me personally, <laughs> it probably wasn't it probably isn't a huge, you know, crazy jump to to uh to hear that my pick was Pixel Piracy. Cause I I love me some pirates. I actually have a I have a magnet on my car that's in like the, the support support our troops ribbon, but instead it just says support pirates and it has a Jolly Roger on there. <laughs> uh, my second pick was um, See No Evil. That really was just, surprising. Just, yeah, I don't know. It yeah. some, Something about it spoke to me. <laughs> well, you certainly didn't see anything in it. Exactly. That was a bad joke. Uh, <laughs> bad joke. Clever. Yeah. Uh, We're editing that out in post. That was, that's how bad it was. There you go. <laughs> just edit it in every 10 minutes. That joke will be <laughs> That joke has gone uh, gone on a vacation and uh, like a road trip. It died. Look at that one. Oh, good segue. Sorry, I was playing this week's free fun game. Um, so the Indie Box. Focused. <laughs> indie, I am. The greatest road, the great indie road trip with Indie Box, our good friends over there. Um, they are uh, hosting the, the the indie road trip. So they're in Orlando, Florida. That's where they're out of, and they're headed to Pax South. And it's a 17-hour drive, and they are doing it in style. They're packing up an RV with uh, with a couple of the team members, um, and, uh, and you know it's indie guys, so they love indie games, and they're streaming the entire thing. So they've got uh, all of the past indie box games, as well as new games from around the world, and it's going to be Twitch.tv slash the indie box, and. Uh, They'll play each game for 30 to 60 minutes as they travel from Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, through Louisiana, then into Texas. This all starts January 20th through the 21st. So check that shit out. And two things, too, to add to that. One, if you're an indie dev and you happen to be there, they even have a, like, a little map uh, link on their website there. Um, but if you happen to be along the route, they can stream your game possibly um if you contact them about it uh you know if they are stopping through your area or anything like that you can meet them somewhere and stream stream your game second thing is um one new thing about us indiegameriot.com they've they gave us an affiliate link so if you feel like one supporting the indie box and the indie devs that they are featuring and two supporting indie game riot feel free to go to indiegameriot.com and click on their icon on the right hand side of all the posts so there's that Cool. That's and cool. Uh, who's that? Wait. Oh, you're you're up next again, Rev. 
Look at you. God damn it. You giant ham. So many topics for you. God. I'm I'm more than halfway through my 50% bourbon sour. And, uh, <laughs> it's I've not been a bourbon whiskey fighting. anymore. <laughs> right? Ooh, He's I gone through all that. the bourbon. It's in the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next up is uh, Dewar's White. I'm, I'm running low on Gentleman Jack. <clears throat> Um, so, uh, there is a new free open source engine that is being released, uh, the Godot, because I refuse to mispronounce things like tech, uh, or Josh. No, it was tech, it was tech. <laughs> uh, sorry, oops. <laughs> Booze! Um, it was an in-house tool that was developed by Ocom Studio, uh, for all of their projects, but they've decided to release it under the MIT license, February of last year. Unfortunately, they didn't really make that too public and then released the official stable 1.0 in December. So it is no strings attached, open source game engine. Uh, It is uh, the closest to uh, the the big players of Unity or Unreal. But um Sorry about that. Somebody knocked on the door. Uh, it has editors for Windows, Linux, and Mac. Nobody cares about that. But thank you very much for being, thank you very much for being, you know, agnostic when it comes to OS. Uh, it can be used to create 2D and 3D games. Uh, and while Unity uses 2D in a 3D environment, Godot has a 2D base and a 3D base engine. So basically uh, it's not fake 2D. Right. And uh, it supports Python-based scripting as well as uh, the engine itself is C++ C++ and you can expand and fork and all of that fun stuff as necessary. Uh, includes animation tools. Go ahead. Oh, it's because it's open source. You can just touch it. You know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Man, touch. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, uh, animation tools, built-in debugging, and uh, yeah, it is on GitHub, or they have their official website that you can check it out. Go.engine.org. And they say uh, they say that actually, as they come out with updates, they could even possibly surpass uh, Unity, something like Unity. Wow. Yeah. Sounds pretty robust for a free engine. It's That's what we're talking about. Impressive. MIT license and everything. We'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, man. Um, from the free world of awesome, uh, you know, uh, wow. Where are you going with this one? <laughs> that was a good <laughs> You know what else you should take a look at? <laughs> Into Kickstarter, but not just, not just Kickstarter, but some of the numbers behind 2014 and some of the amazing goals and you know things that were funded in 2014 in terms of games now a lot of companies are going out and um you know going to kickstarter looking for money to make these games they love and want to you know give to the public and uh they ran the numbers for 2014 and they also compared them to 2012 and 2013 and they found that um so you had 1,979 funded game projects in 2014, and that is up from 1,481 from 2013 and a small little 913 from 2012. But the crazy thing is that less money 
was pledged in this month than in this year, technically last year, than the years previous. So in 2012, $74 million went through Kickstarter into funding games. Those 913 games that were funded saw $74 million. And then in 2013, the 1,400 games saw $105.6 million. But that fell in 2014 to $76.1 million. That's uh, still a crazy high rate. number. It is. Yeah. And the thing that's like really interesting was the average per per campaign. Yeah. And it's kind of, they're seeing like this, uh, they're kind of seeing a, a correlation between um, the lower averages to the amount of games that were submitted because it's because the amount of games being submitted through, you know, campaigns uh, is increasing exponentially. Um, there is, it, it turns out that, you know, people are spreading their money out thin, more thinly. So instead of giving a uh, hundred dollars, you know, to one game, they're giving like 25 to four, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then on but- top of that, there weren't like, any big uh, block, what they call blockbuster projects, like um, yeah. like Double Fine or something like that. Yeah, or like uh, ab- Abduction or yeah. um, was Star Citizen on Kickstarter? They were, and then I think it got taken off, and then now it's just through their website or something. Right, um, but I also think that that these numbers, uh, although they do tell that story, there, there's a there's a different side of things to that um, because you have a lot of people who aren't looking for as much money. Like yeah. the, you know, we we talked to we talked to Jay and we're going to talk we're going to talk to Ben later in the show you know actual interview you know style but there are a lot of games now where you know now that Kickstarter is this place where you know you can you know hopefully find funding for your game some people don't need a hundred thousand dollars to make a game sometimes people only need you know twenty five hundred to you know finish it they already have a lot of time into it and so yes the number of games being being funded is higher but is the money needed to fund those games higher and that i think is a number that they should have a lot of seeing a lot of like 15,000 as opposed to yeah. 25 50,000 you know exactly and obviously that's going to keep it down because yeah there are stretch goals but once a once something hits its mark it's very rare to see it go completely you know blow completely past that unless it was a relatively high mark and the stretch goals are amazing and they have the community behind it. So, you know, obviously Kickstarter is still a really good place to fund your, you know, to fund your game. Cause just in the funded games, almost 2000 games in 2014, that's, that's a lot. I mean, I haven't done the math, but that's successful. a lot of games for a, well, exactly. Those are successful ones. And I mean, come on, man, that's, that's, that's just good. You know, you know what else is good? What's that? <laughs> the Indie Game Festival is uh, is they announced some of the some nominees for uh, or the nominees for uh, their award categories for this coming year, 2015. And uh, so basically, if you don't know, Indie Games Festival is held um, every year. This is their 17th award ceremony, and they basically honor the most outstanding indie games in various categories, including like basic. It's they call it the Seamus McNally. Uh, grand prize but it's basically indie game of the year um in their eyes uh some of the some of the most notable i'm not going to go through all of the list but the the what am i trying to say the categories um the categories that they're 
that they're giving awards out for is excellence in visual art, excellence in narrative, excellence in design, excellence in audio, the Nuovo Award, um, which I believe is, is kind of like a um, an award for experimental games. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Novo? Nuovo? Nuovo? Yeah. yeah. Sounds right. Well, Close <laughs> well, I mean, uh, just judging by the games, because actually, just judging by the games that are nominated, because actually, Elegy, Elegy for a Dead World that we did last episode um, is is nominated in this category. So, I th- I'm pretty sure that's for like experimental games. Um, yeah. And then finally, the Seamus McNally Grand Prize, any game of the year, uh, if you would so like to call it. Um, the nominees are drum roll, not really. Um, <laughs> 80 Days <laughs> 80 Days by Inkle Studios, Invisible Ink by Clay Entertainment. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Clay? Clee? Whatever. I don't know. Clay. Outer Wilds <laughs> by Team Outer Wilds. Thank you. Very original. The Talos Principle by Crow Team, which we did that one. We also did Invisible Covered Ink, but we also did the Talos Principle. Metamorphobit, Patrick Smith developed that one and this war of mine we also covered by 11-bit studios um and also some honorable mentions some interesting ones that we also covered uh, endless legend and shovel knight are in the honorable mentions for the grand prize so awesome games That's actually. actually a pretty good lineup of uh yeah nominees yeah i'm it's, glad that they, did, that they didn't go with the oh it's transistor versus shovel knight yeah yeah i mean transistor <laughs> is actually they're not I don't think I'm they're... surprised it's not in there at all. Were they but this last year or they the year before, actually? Were they this last year? I think no, it was they, this year. No, they were this last year because we freaking nominated them. Um, yeah. They weren't... They're not even in, like... Wow. Are they in at least an honorable mention from nope. them. Doesn't look like... Uh, let's oh. check. No, they're it's, not uh, in anything. I just realized that. Wow. wow. Mm. I would, it's really surprising. I would think in, even at least in the audio because they're, they're freaking Yeah, soundtracks. like their narration is just, and their soundtrack are yeah. just yeah. fantastic. But anyway. Guys, we're sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, Indie Game Festival, check it out. It's coming up this year. Those are your nominees. Um, it will be held at the, where the, actually I'm not, oh, in San Francisco, Moscone? Moscone? Is that how? Center? You should know this, Rev. I don't know. I've never been to San Francisco. (laughs) Uh, And it's going to be March 4th through the 6th uh, this year. Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that. They also have, uh, oh, Independent Game Summit. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, no, 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 no. The Independent Games part of it um, is coming March 2nd through the 3rd. They have the date split up. Don't, don't, don't judge me. Um, moving so on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, so now, you guys have been listening to him during this episode, Ben Friedrich. Uh, what a brilliant man. Uh, bow down. And I would not go that far. <laughs> uh, but this is the point in time that we, uh, that we interview him about oh. his game. If you don't know... If you don't know, Ben uh, developed or is in the, in the, in the process of developing uh, a game called Chester United. And it looks- now, this is mm-hmm. sequel. This is yeah. Sequel, I mm-hmm. okay. kind of try to hide that the first one existed, though, because it's not that great. <laughs> okay, for all intents and purposes, we can just say that this is like your brand new. Brand new game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. But Chester United, we actually uh, we actually saw Chester United during an indie game, uh, the indie game's 36-hour live stream. They were streaming his game and talking to him via Skype and everything like that. And uh, we, Rev and I saw it, and we were like, oh, man, that game looks awesome. 
so we contacted him and asked him to uh, come on the show, and he's like, I guess. And uh, yeah. we're like, fantastic. <laughs> Force me into it, I no, guess I'll do it. And it was kind of legitimately like that. It was, it was like, hey, I do a podcast. You should totally come on the show. And he was like, oh, okay, email me. <laughs> yep. It was, it was a good exchange. How, how it usually goes down, you know. And now he's regretting. <laughs> um, so who? Hang up and just leave. I, I'll, I'll go first, just to just to get this out um, out in the air. What is exactly Chester United? Um, it's <laughs> it's let's go with crazy fun. It's kind of a weird game. You play as this thumb-looking guy. I'm not really sure what he is. People ask, and I just say he's the thumb thing <laughs> on his quest to get back his cupcakes, and that's about it. You get cupcakes, you can uh, change the style of the world around you and your character on the fly. It Let's... plays into the story in, in a weird way. Like uh, There's like an inter- interdimensional rift and you can grab your other personalities from other dimensions and bring them in, and that's how the styles work too. But it's all nonsensical, just to kind of explain the mechanics of the game. But it's basically uh, like a puzzle platformer Yeah, yeah, puzzle platformer slash action platformer. Right. Okay. Wait, Rev's next, I think, because he actually wrote oh, us first. Okay. Oh. We go round I, robin. I typed my questions first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prepared questions. I'm excited. Right. I don't have filling them in. So, uh, uh, I, this is this is kind of the 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 gimme throwaway question because uh, I try to ask everybody except our last interview because I was told not to. Um, but uh, given that Brilliant Blue G is basically just you. Uh, how much time would you say you spend wearing pants while developing? <laughs> Only the most professional questions for minigame. This is a very <laughs> professional question. Hmm. I'd give 50-50. Breaking Depends news. what time of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I saw a mouse a couple of days ago, so I've been wearing pants 100% of the time since then, but before that... <laughs> in case you have to break... In case you have to make a break for it out the door. Yep, yep. Like, I was like, the floor is lava. There was a mouse. I could not touch the floor, so that was exciting. <laughs> but before that mouse, 50-50 is probably pretty close. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Tech? Um... He, same here's question. A, here's a question. Uh, yeah, same question. <laughs> so, so you're a you're a relatively young guy. So, like, Relative, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, what really got you started in you know game design, coding, etc.? Like, like, what was what what triggered you to want to actually do this? It's actually kind of a really stupid thing. Like, um, Chester was originally going to be like a little short animation, and I was working on that, and I, I don't remember where I saw it, but it was some news, or not a news article, but an article on the dye that they use in blue M&Ms. It's called Brilliant Blue G. I was like, that would make a really good independent game studio name. <laughs> so that caused me to go over to independent game development because really? of the name. Yep. So are, are, are you, like, afraid that you might get sued by the patent owner of Brilliant Blue I hope G not. Die? If that happens, I'm going to re- change the name. I'll get rid of one of the L's and be, like, Brylage Blue be... G. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, like, a Fez situation where his partner, like, screwed oh, him over. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, well, um... Basically, can I, a, can I ask a fast follow-up question to that? Oh, oh yeah, sure. So, so hog it. your background is your background is mostly in animation. 
It's all over the place. Okay. I originally went to school for animation, then I switched over to computer science for like a semester, and now I'm fine arts, which doesn't really apply to much, but okay. animation was in there somewhere. Gotcha. It was actually, you mentioned Ed and Eddie earlier. That was one of the yeah. big, like, <laughs> inspirations for animation. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that we, we saw you on the Indie Box, um, and you spoiled the question, the answer for me, but for everyone listening to the recorded version, uh, or came in late to the live stream, um, are you partnering with them in any way in the future since you were with them on the live stream? I'm over to say so much a partnership. The next demo that I release will be through IndieBox in their, I think, February box. They're going to have a demo for Chester United as long as I can get it done. And that's going to be a so demo exclusive to them. Oh, and man. Damn I'm it, not, not sure part- the IndieBox. <laughs> you better buy it. But yeah, I'm not sure if it'll extend past that. Like, there's nothing set for, like, an official Chester Indie box or anything like that yet. But I would definitely be interested in doing that in the future. But nothing yet. Right, Res very bad at uh, just just sorry, filling the gaps. I was typing my next question. I was typing my next. I'm sorry. <laughs> Preparation <laughs> not brought to you by Indie Game Riot. I had my prepped questions, but I thought of some more. So, uh, what it what things? Uh, so we're we're keeping the rest of your stuff on the download. But uh, Chester United being your in air quotes first game. What things did you learn from previous development cycles that you were able to bring to Chester United? Um, the biggest thing was probably just have a scope and not go past the scope. Like have an idea of what's going to be in the final game and not just like don't allow feature creep. Don't just be like, oh, this would be a good idea. I'm going to add that in and just. That's how development gets to be like four years just, long. Just like, bite more often than you can chew and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's then you lose the polishing well, time yeah. too, where you can't really polish up the final product either. And mm-hmm. sorry for interrupting you there. Yeah. Uh, oh no, you're fine. I was interrupting you. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> what yeah, so it's just knowing what to finish would probably well, that, be the biggest thing I learned. I know I'm skipping over tech, but this kind of leads into one of my uh, questions, kind of perfectly. So, I mean, you mentioned like not. Uh, going overboard with 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 the game but i mean what kinds of challenges have you come across while you're developing the game and like how'd you overcome them like like even if it's just like programming challenges or something like that where you're like why isn't this working oh there's lots of why is this not working like i'm not much of a programmer like i said like one semester of computer science maybe and mostly of fine arts and animation backgrounds that's a big thing Mm -hmm. but the biggest thing is probably finding time to work on it really like the last year I probably took a decent amount of time off of development just because I didn't have the time for it now I'm on it full time but it's tough t- finding the time in between everything else to actually work uh, life gets in the way <laughs> yeah everything gets in the way yep. so I I am a really big proponent of tight like simple to understand well implemented controls mm-hmm. in a game what do you look for in games that you make and then games that you play? Like, is it story? Is it control? Is it, like, you know, a mixture of the two? Like, what draws you uh, to a game to either make it or play it? I'm a bit all over the place, I think. Like, hmm. The biggest game I've been to recently was probably Transistor. I haven't actually finished it. Like, for that, I go for the narrative and for the art style. Actually, art style is probably the biggest draw for me because my favorite games are, like, Jet Set Radio, just the oh, look of that is amazing. Um, Transistor Bastion, they have such a unique style to them that I'm really drawn to them. So I'm supposed to have to go with the artistic style as my biggest 
draw. Okay. And go ahead, Rev, since I kind of jumped in there. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I'm, I'm not a coder. I, I work in IT. I, I do infrastructure and, and systems administration, and I can't program to save my life. Like, I can read and troubleshoot and debug code, but actually mm. making code. So... With that in mind, uh, playing through the uh, the online demo, uh, the Unity demo of, of Chester United, the transition swap between styles, it's not perfectly instantaneous, but it is so smooth, and I love the effect. What was your thought process behind that particular mechanic, and how difficult was it to make that into reality? Oh, wow. I actually went through probably about four or five different ways of actually getting the style transitions to work. Some ways would look fantastic, but they would slow down on anything that wasn't just like a top-of-the-line computer, so I had to swap that out. Then actually just switched up again about a month ago with it loading in the assets, and I think I'm in a good place with it now, but it was it was a like I, I'm not much of a pro. I'm kind of a programmer, but it was a pain to come up with that. Many, many, uh, <laughs> many uh, monitors were were punched through. Oh, you know it. Yes, <laughs> got through eight laptops. Uh, Wait, uh, legit? No, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like. Turns Dad. out, turns out Ben has an anger management problem. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> terrible coffee. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely one of the hardest things to work out. I just switched up recently where. Now it loads in select assets, where before was unloading select assets, where like the initial loading time is a bit slower now, but in the long run it'll be uh, faster loading. It's I'll probably end up switching it again because that's what I do. <laughs> Tech, you can go. Um, well, I was I was actually distracted because my girlfriend brought me food, uh, so Jock, you can go. <laughs> food and boobs, good. That's yeah. a good way to get distracted. <laughs> uh, so you were in Japan. You told us before this show. Um, you were living there for I'm not, how long? Uh, about a year. About a year. Yeah, in, starting abroad. In Japan, is there a heavy indie scene? And a and a, like second part question of that is um, as far as the indie scene in general goes, um, like what's been like the best experience within the indie uh, games gaming community? Um, for Japan, there's I never encountered much of an indie gaming scene too much. I ended up finding out about a um, there's like an indie game show in Tokyo, but it was I found out the last moment, and it was right before I was heading back to the U.S. Couldn't actually make it to it. But oh. besides that, I never really heard anything about indie games too much. And uh, what was the second question? Like as far as like the indie gaming community in general, like have you had any like really like what's your best experience within the community? Um, honestly, I've not been involved with the community as much as I would like to be, but, like, the indie box stream was fantastic. That was fun. Just kind of watch people play the game and I mean, talk to them while they do that. Well, like, in the indie box, the indie box stream is just kind of, that, that kind of shows, uh, and you probably experienced, like, how supportive everyone is and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, everyone in the industry seems very supportive. Like, it's... I feel like you wouldn't find that in many other industries. That's it's unique to this, I think, yeah. or just the indie scene in general. <laughs> What'd you say? You, wow, everything is falling. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you could make this game. Don't to dislocate be your jaw as well. Yeah, <laughs> he's busy making the game to be part of the community. <laughs> I guess yeah, I should I, make sense. Like when when indie game developers 
start making a game, they become hermits for, for yeah, a while. That's definitely true. Like yeah. all the games you guys are listing, I'm just so out of the loop. <laughs> like I've heard of pixel piracy, and I was like, that looks really fun. But besides that, I was just like, it's actually what are these things? <laughs> so, um, this is this is probably going to be a question that you're not going to be able to answer. But are there any plans to bring uh, Chester United to other platforms like? Uh, 3ds or mobile platforms or maybe xbox or ps4 there are possible plans for all the home consoles but i can't say too much just yet because they're not confirmed but i'm hoping to bring it to all consoles and to the vita as well yeah i was gonna say i think you would do well on the vita because i mean it's kind of like yeah it's like an indie machine now so i'm definitely i'm definitely targeting the vita that's one of the top ones but nothing confirmed yet okay uh, right. Whose turn is it, JetRev? It's yeah. it, it's mine. Go for it. So, we're you you said you weren't ever really part of the the, the indie scene before you started developing, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, given 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 all of that, like how how surprised were you to find out just how much the general public uh, of the indie game scene is excited for for this project for this game i was fairly surprised like i've been working on it for a couple of years now and then it never really caught on much until maybe the last like month and a half it's been a very pleasant surprise like just emails of uh, people like saying they're interested in it and wanting to cover it and like random small game blogs covering it it's been it's been good so corollary question to that um how much have you put out in into the general public like do you spend oh, any time doing marketing as it were pr um i just started doing that recently over the past couple of weeks i'm trying to keep like the like i have a tumblr dev log that i tried to keep updated i just started the uh, facebook page for brilliant blue g i uh, trying to be a little more active on Twitter. I used to have a, a little little activity on there, but have kind of fallen off recently, so I'm trying to bring that back in. Because I feel like that's how indie games get sold, is through like social marketing and yeah, people just yeah. knowing about knowing the developers, really. Yeah, you. I mean, YouTube and just word of mouth and Reddit. Yeah. I'm mean, actually going to try to start a like a weekly YouTube series of just showing like the changes in development over the past week, every week. Because I figure that'll be something to get the game out there a little bit. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Do um, oh, you want to go? You, you, you can go. go. Do you want to go? <laughs> uh, I'll go. Uh, I got a question. <laughs> you I hopefully have an answer. <laughs> right. uh, um, so basically, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Since you've been doing this for a couple of years, do you have any advice? Uh, you know, through your two years of experience, or more actually, since you went, you know, college and things like that. Uh, uh, do you have any advice for any aspiring indie devs who are just starting or wanting to start things like that um i'd say just kind of jump in like grab unity or try out godot maybe and just start with a small project like take like an old arcade game like frogger or robotron and just try to recreate something like that flappy bird just because yes flappy bird by the way (laughs) flappy bird released on the wii u talking about talking about (laughs) talking about something easy to start with actually flappy bird has like Someone made it with 17 lines of code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like something small. Yeah. So you don't want to go in and be like, I want to make this amazing game, and then you'll get overburdened very quickly. As as but. a as someone who likes making films, like that that's the first thing I tell people. Like, I've been doing this for 
the better part of a decade. And I'm like, and everyone's like, I got this awesome idea. And I'm just like, that's cool. Hold on to that. Don't focus on it because you're never going to be able to get it finished. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> 10 years later, give it a shot. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, start small. It's good to go. Now, going back to more like game specifics, because everyone wants to know about the game. Um, what are you designing it around like a controller based or a keyboard based? Are you keeping it kind of um, like what's the best way to play it? Definitely controller based. I am terrible with like keyboard controller schemes. So it's definitely controller. <laughs> so are you going to like maybe reach out to the community like beta or like, you know, closed beta figure out like, hey, what what are the best, you know, PC? Because I, yeah. I have a controller. I've yeah. got a keyboard, but for I some reason. I just use an I, Xbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely designed for Xbox controller, but I will like I'm doing uh, releasing a lot of demos. I'm probably gonna try to get people to give me like keyboard feedback. Like you can okay. customize the control scheme, so I'm gonna have people kind of be like, "Hey, this is one that actually is decent," as opposed to I the garbage you provided us. <laughs> Deal. I, I actually sent you an email about that. <laughs> I eagerly so, awaited because you've probably tried the keyboard scheme. You've been like, "What is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> Well, it's I, like you I can did. you can control your movements with uh, Q, P, M, and Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's arrow keys based. It's artistic. <laughs> giving you the frustration. Um, so uh, I, I'm I'm kind of running out of out of questions that haven't been jacked by somebody that didn't prepare his own questions. I was given the wrong information. No, you How were not. The, no. I told you I gave you two weeks in advance. Like. The, <laughs> Anyway. This is a repeat of Icebound. VH1 behind the podcast. Hey, that's, that's a really, that, that was an easy problem to have happen, though. It was not. I emailed twice to double check that we had the right thing. Um, okay, sorry. Metacast aside. Uh, what was what was my next question? Damn. Uh, fine. I'm going to give the one that I, I, I asked for, I wrote down for tech. Uh when you when you dev a lot of a, a lot of developers will do a, a stream you know that's just them sitting there on webcam in a you know a, a frame of th- whatever it is they're working mm-hmm. on uh, do you do that and if so what is your link and if not why not and what is your link <laughs> um i've actually i might start doing that soon like that weekly uh, video series I was talking about. It might be something yeah. kind of like that, but right now I don't have anything. Yeah, you can stream it on Hitbox. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know what that. Oh wait, is that the thing we're? That's what we're on. That's the one we're currently It's a pure Twitch. Yeah. yeah. It's like you and your words. I don't know. Hitbox.tv slash Ben Freed. It'll Men. be it'll be a Rich, hit. Actually, tens of viewers maybe. I've got, I've got one more question. I don't know. Right. If, I don't. Know if That's the last one. Actually, I was gonna say this better be good. Oh, well, I, I was gonna have one more question. One more. Where can people find you? I was well. Okay. Um, I've got yeah, a Tumblr. The dev blog is on a Tumblr, so that's blog.brilliantbluegee.com. I'm on uh, Twitter at twitter slash ben fried. And then there's a Facebook page for Brilliant Blue G as well that they all basically update with the same content, so you can kind of follow one and get all of it. But those are going to be the three best places. And the Brilliant Blue G website, but that's basically just linking back to the blog. Awesome. And, you know, since uh, I was already going to do that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mention his website and everything, you can find Ben Friedman. 
Ben Friedrich, blog.brilliantbluegee.com and uh, the things that he said already. <laughs> and we, we, we eagerly await the, uh, your dev vlogs, I guess you would call them, um, where you're showing all the updates. I hope that happens. Oh, yes. They're going to be terrible, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, do, you have, do you have a public demo already? Oh, yes. There's a, uh, if you go to brilliantbluegee.com, there's a nice big glowing box you can click to get the current demo. It's, you can do web player. There's PC, Mac, and Linux. I'm not 100% sure on the Linux build because I haven't been able to test it myself, but it's Unity, so I'm going to hope it works. If any bugs, get in touch. Rev, you have Linux, don't you? Uh, yes, I also have Windows, several Mac, and yes. But you can, I, I, you I can played, test it for him. I played the demo via web play. You can, you can okay. test it for him. There you go. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll totally see what I can do for you. So Ben is... Yeah, Ben is Ben is going to stick around for the rest of the show. So, but thank you for coming on the show and and uh, answering our questions. And we expect your uh, social security information in the mail uh, by tomorrow. <laughs> It'll be with a teddy thought... bear full of beer. <laughs> uh, and uh, but he's going to stick around for the rest of the show and give his thoughts on the games that we are featuring this week. Speaking of games that we are featuring this week, up next is starting the riot. <laughs> And this week on Starting the Riots, we have a deep, deep game. <laughs> it's really not that deep, but the gameplay is. Uh, it is called Depth, and it's a multiplayer game set in a dark aquatic world. According to their website, that is a quote. But basically, a multiplayer game where uh, it's like a pseudo... Um, uh, would you, I don't know, maybe like a cops and robbers kind of thing, but it's sharks and divers. And apparently it's like a lot of people are saying, not because it's hard, but a lot of people are saying that it's one of the scariest games they've ever played just because of how uh, intense the gameplay is. Because uh, you'll be uh, you'll be just swinging around in a dark cave looking for a shark to kill. And all of a sudden, just right from behind you, through the dark, just blah, and you're chomped in half. Or you're out in the deep, dark, open water where it can come from any direction. Uh, and I gotta say, being a shark would be i would uh, bring so much joy that you know, warms you know, the cockles yeah. of my heart here's the biggest problem with that if you are not like hosting your own server it's nearly impossible to play as the shark because everyone wants to play the shark yeah <laughs> everyone wants to play the shark because no one wants to get the shit scared out of them <laughs> this sounds like a terrifying game um, oh god yeah yeah it's, it i don't i don't know i don't know if i can handle that kind yeah. of intensity like, but it's 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 cool too because you can actually choose. There's like different classes. It's uh, like a buy system. Yeah, it's oh. there's different classes of, of sharks and divers. Um, you know that have strength and so, weaknesses. So, so the more that you do, you unlock either money from as the divers or like just arbitrary, I guess, points as the shark. shark. You can yeah get you know different abilities as the shark or buy different weapons as the divers or buy sonar buoys or bombs or or what have you but you these are multi-stage levels that you're going through so you don't want to be like oh okay we we need to defend here and plop down all your buoys only to realize that you have 30 seconds left in this area and then you have to you know go forward and leave all your sonar behind you know the one of the things that that really intrigues me about this game, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to reach back into ancient antiquity and triple A, but uh, do you remember the uh, the spies versus guards mode of uh, Splinter Cell? I think it was Chaos Theory. 
It's never the first multiplayer. It's been a long time. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the vibe that I get out of this. Just kind of watching it and 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 seeing what happens here. Like you, you've got, oh, I'm exploring the the ocean depths, and this is cool. And oh, fuck, there's a shark. And then, like, it, it's very much the exact uh, emotionally for me, at least. It, it's very much the same uh, content with a different skin over it and i think as much as sharks are my one of my only true phobias i think i prefer this over yes i don't (laughs) go in the ocean i live 10 minutes from the beach i'd never go in the ocean i agree Uh, with you (laughs) you're more likely to like by lightning right yeah i know but you know the shark doesn't have scary teeth that's exactly and lightning evolves they they have ball lightning and they have sheet lightning and like sharks haven't evolved in sixty five million fucking years. It's because they're perfect, been perfect for that long. Yeah. Exactly. So I I I stay out of the ocean where the sharks are. They stay off of the land the where real I am. OG. And and things are things are good. But I love this game. Like this is this this isn't this quite game would scare but, like this yeah, thing would scare the shit out of you. Game. Like it, I would just it, be unable to play. What's funny is that I used to terrified. like I used to want to be like a marine biologist. Yeah, I, and and like specifically, I wanted to study sharks. I hate you. <laughs> I'm, you I'm are like a, the enemy. Yeah, I'm like a shark advocate. What's crazy about this game is that like it is like it's it's literally just jump scare the game. Except it's not like it's all it's literally well, it's just there the game with like actual good gameplay actual where you have strategy. to teamwork like, and, and, and stealth and, yeah. you know, wit. And, and you can kill the sharks like when a shark bites you, you can stab it. And if your teammates shoot it, you know, you lose some health. The sharks are squishy. They're they're glass cannons like they they, they have they, they kill you really fast if you if you can kill really fast, but they die really easily. So it's really it's really a strategy. High damage, low HP. Exactly. Nerd. For anybody that doesn't understand what glass cannon means. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, something, if we're going to talk about the sharks here, like they have, let's see, some, some like of their, um, what would I say, upgrades that you can unlock. Uh, uh-huh. Hydroacoustics, so you can, it's like a sonar. Uh, electroreception, where they can uh, identify the equipment that the divers are using. Um <laughs> Hangry, the shark awakens so hungry it becomes angry. I call they had all these scientific words and then hangry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Minesweeper, homogenesis. Let's see. I'm looking for one. Ignore pain. There you go. Uh, razor fins. Oh, so you can cut people oh, in half geez. while you're swimming. Oh, that's um, good cool. to know. Hammerhead. But yeah, there's all kinds of different things. Upgrades. You can upgrade your characters, uh, or the I, I guess whatever you're using. Decide deciding to use what class. And uh, just give some information on basic information. The, this is actually one of the more expensive games that we're covering. Um, it is it is fully released though, at least, but it is twenty four ninety nine on Steam. It is unfortunately only for Windows um, at this point. And uh, it, the the developers, Digital Confectioners. Sounds it's such like a cake. Cool. It's like it's like <laughs> this is like game. a cupcake, right? Uh, yeah. For a crazy scary game. Yeah. Like I don't think it, like I'm on the website and a shark fin just flew by and I just jumped. I could not actually play this game. <laughs> <laughs> the website scared me too much. There was a mouse riding <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh no, my horse nightmare. You know what's even scarier they, than getting killed by a shark? Uh, your breath. 
being jettisoned by a shark. Space. Jettisoned in space. That reminds me of the thing we're going to do in Peep Show. Sharks. Wait, what? Peep Show? I'm I'm slightly terrified. Yeah, Peep Show. Peep Show. Oh, God. I have to go. Please give all your attention to early access. The game that we were talking about on Peep Show today is one that is so close to my heart, almost closer than that one, you know, free fun game that we talked about a few a few episodes ago. This is StarMade. <laughs> now, StarMade, oh, excuse me, is a, how do I put this? Let's put it as simply as possible. StarMade is the game that every single space modder Minecraft player wishes they had. In this game, you start out, as just someone in space, you're near a space shop. You're given a few, you know, pieces for a ship and a few credits, and you're just left to your own devices. You can build a ship. You can find other planets. You can find traders. You can find pirates. You can find abandoned space stations. And they have, oh my God. Like I, I played this game like a full-time job over a year ago. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so I was going to say Galacticraft has like nothing on this. No, it has absolutely nothing on this. So we're talking an entire galaxy. We're not we're we're not, you know, talking, oh, it's a galaxy so you can warp to planets. No, you're flying to planets and it's going to take you a while. Things are spaced out like space. There are asteroids, there so, are planets. So to fly to another planet it's going to take like 100,000 years or No, no, flying to another planet, it takes depending on the different sectors, it usually takes about 3 to 5 minutes, which probably is one of the more boring parts of this game, especially considering that... Well, it's like your time to, like, organize your stuff, right? No, oh, kind of. You, you, but it, there isn't an autopilot yet. At least uh, none that I've used. Um, so like, but... What's that? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, and, and there, is, there is seriously so much that you can do with this game, and they've added so much recently... Um, like there, there are now like logic circuits that you can, you can build into it kind of like redstone in Minecraft. And yes, this is a voxel based, you know, blocky game, but it's not just squares. It's not just cubes. You can have slanted angle sections. You can have triangular sections. You can have the opposite of the triangular sections in the cubes. It's, it's weird when you see it at every, everything. Makes Polygons. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're in the future. <laughs> well, there are so can you like build your own spaceship to look however you want to look. Yeah. In the in the trailer, pretty cool. in in the trailer, at about uh, two minutes and fifteen seconds in, uh, somebody built uh, the Enterprise A. Yep, yeah, you can <laughs> that do that. Cool. Not only that, but you can walk around on that ship. You have gravity generators. Like what? I don't know if we talked about this before, but we talked about um, space engineers. I think on an earlier episode, if not Futurama ship. I don't think we talked about it in an episode, but you uh, mentioned well, it. well, if you've heard of space engineers, this game has nothing on space engineers. Space engineers is very much like oh, realistic. Here's a drill. Here's a gun. You know, you're you're making realistic ships. This one, it takes all of the boring realistic crap out of it. And gives you full control. The control in this game is phenomenal. Like, like the the ship control is very intuitive. Uh, once you actually get used to it, because to interact you have to hit R, which might be weird for some people, but that's because Q and E is your up and down orientation, and everything is oriented with your ship. Is it controller uh, based? Uh, I do not believe it is. Mostly because there's so much functionality that you really need a keyboard. Can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can you can uh, achieve your um, your tilt 
or your side to side tilt. Is that yaw? No, yaw is side yeah. to side. Uh, by holding uh, left control and turning your mouse side to side, you can do that. You can also hit, I think, uh, V and B or something and do that. But uh, it's it's very the, the control is very good. Obviously, the science behind it isn't super big. Like you have thrusters on your ship. They can face one direction and that's fine. Um, uh, you don't need air everywhere, you know, but the cool is thing it Newtonian is, physics. I maybe. <laughs> uh, so the, could you have thrusters in opposite directions? Just have a ship that doesn't work. No, all the thrusters. Well, could you make your can you make your ship like flip, like hurtling through space, like flipping? <laughs> like that'd be uh, amazing. But but well, there is. Go ahead. Well, there is a certain <laughs> amount of inertia. Like if you completely lose power, you're just going. You know. Okay, so quasi uh, well, in space. Yeah, I was gonna say in space, there's no there's no friction, so you would forever yeah, go. Exactly. exactly. But but because you have thrusters, if you if you stop holding down the front, the thrusters are gonna stop and then slow you down. Um, you can hold left shift to completely stop yourself. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and the coolest, seriously, the coolest thing about this is you can, <coughs> excuse me, build a very large ship with a docking bay and then have docking areas, build smaller ships that fit into those areas, fly those ships into those areas, hit a button, it'll dock to that ship. You can walk to the bigger ship and fly that ship away. Wow. You can have auto turrets built onto your ship that will shoot at pirates or other people in your faction because this game is or, or people not in your faction because this game like every single game is a server you start up a game it's a server you can start a, you can open up a server and it's fine but there there it this game is designed around multiplayer play i recommend you pretty much almost exclusively play with a friend and at twenty dollars currently i think fifteen dollars on sale you can't nope, beat it's it ten. Oh, it's ten dollars on sale. ten dollars ten dollars I just I, on so, the website I clicked on buy and it is currently on sale down five dollars from fifteen to ten. So what was that about yeah. buying it for us, Tech? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know, but but Merry <laughs> Christmas. Like once you get a hang hang of the controls, uh, you don't even have to worry about crafting. There's crafting in this game. Don't even worry about it. Find asteroids, find a planet, find uh, an abandoned space station, and just harvest it. You will get more than enough stuff you need build awesome ships anything you can ever imagine building is super super simple in this game uh and i just i just can't say anything but anything that is really bad about this game seriously <laughs> I was gonna say you can't say anything <laughs> sounds like minecraft just mashed together with eve online sounds pretty good no, yeah, yeah i was that thinking that kinda, too yeah you're right yep wow interesting no, i'm gonna check is... this out this thing is uh, amazing. It's on. It's it is on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Uh, I, I checked their download page, and uh, currently on on Steam, Greenlight slash Early Access. However, that's going. And, and um, they actually just got onto Steam relatively recently. I, I, over a year ago, I, I this game was free, but you could pay four dollars for like the 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 deluxe upgrade edition. So mm -hmm. I was like. Four bucks, that's nothing. I paid four bucks, didn't see anything about it. I stopped playing for about a year. All of a sudden, it comes back up, and they're like, hey, we've Steam. And I'm just like, uh, yes, connected my account to Steam, have it on Steam, playing it on Steam. <laughs> like, I was, like, as we've been recording, uh, A, I love the idea of this. I've been watching a couple of the, the trailers for this, and oh, my God. Like, they've got Star Trek. They've got Star Wars ships, like Slave I saw One. Futurama Somebody... in there. Yeah, the, the the Futurama ship, uh, or Planet Express ship, like they've got everything going. You could 
do it all. But as I've been doing this, my wife and my son have been sitting here in the living room while I've been recording, playing Minecraft. And all I can think is, oh my god, they're going to love this. <laughs> yep. And and the cool thing is, is that if you land on a planet, you can sort of play small-scale Minecraft. It's like, oh yeah, there's some eh. rocks. Yeah, there's some more. It's not the same, but, you know. Totally don't care. Spaceships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. got spaceships. That's all you need. Rev, just remember, you can make uh, Rev's giant penis incorporated starship, uh, <gasps> which is just a huge dick with with the guns literally shooting. At <laughs> Wait, how many guns and where would the gun be located? As many as you can fit into it, as long as you have the power. I was gonna for say it. one, but oh, okay. many. <laughs> but but well, like they technically, all have... I have three. Never mind. Oh and they also should go to the doctor. Have, um, getting back to the game, they've got really awesome mechanics for power generation, shielding, and all that with uh, different sh- sort of uh, uh, shaped building styles. So if you make just a solid cube of just just pro tip like right here, board. if you make just a solid cube of power generation, it's not going to be as efficient. If you make it in a t- in a in an L formation or a uh, three dimensional T with like you know a five five row and then a five row and then a five up so it's making like two l's in 3d yeah, space because yeah. it's semi it's it's basically saying oh the power generation is filling that entire cube so you can make super efficient engines in really small areas and and just like just save so much space and energy and it's so cool how these mechanics are implemented and uh well i just want to say the developer because we didn't mention it yet is shine <laughs> And GMBH, that's what it lists on Steam. And you can actually buy a four-pack for $30. So that's like one free game out of the four. If you want to play with your friends or give it to your family, um, things like that. So, uh, I know I know this game's amazing. Robin? <laughs> well, let's put it back into our pants. You. No, I'm not putting it back. Dude, you can hire NPC crew members for your giant fuck-off spaceship. Well, you can hire you can hire NPC crew members to host you, to host a rave inside of your spaceship. I'm that got even better. That, I still can't, can't get over that name like though. Lights. Star like, Maid. I hear the name. Yeah, I like. I got back from Japan. When I hear Maid. I think of Maid Cafe. Something like a space themed <laughs> Maid Cafe. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like this is just weird. Then you showed me the game. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's just tuck it back in for just a second because uh, I, we've been talking about it yeah. for a while and. You can Absolutely. tell everyone's gushing, so everyone listening to this should go uh, buy the game and tell them that Indie Game Riot sent you, and they uh, will, I don't know, give us a pat on the back or something. Robin, <laughs> props to you. Props to you. This is a fantastic game. Absolutely. But I think it's time for us to head on to another segment of the show oh. by going mobile. Oh. Huh? And on Going Mobile this week, we've got Jump and Thump. It sounds kind of lame. Sounds you... like it sounds like a Friday night in your bedroom. Sounds kind of uh, dirty. Uh, <laughs> the mattress mambo, the horizontal slam dance. Yeah, actually, horizontal slam dance actually. Like, that, that kind of matches. Describes this game. There you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, this game is absolutely fantastic. It's all I have to say. Uh, Simon Bergfist, Bergquist. 
Uh, it is an arcade game. Uh, I don't know if it is available on iOS because I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> but it is on the Play Store. You can uh, play it on your tablet or uh, Android phone. Uh, relatively simplistic in terms of its concept. You're a three-dimensional pixel, so a box. And you're sliding on a path. And you're jumping over shit. And it sounds like that is super simple and nobody's going to ever have any problems with this. But my high score, and I've been playing it now for two and a half hours, uh, <laughs> is 25. And you only earn points as you jump over spikes and like the, uh, the, the super jumps over gaps. Uh, like as I'm playing it right now, yeah, I just fucked up jumping over a three block, and my score is seven. So, uh, really simplistic. Tap to tap to jump, and uh, have fun with this. Like I, I, because I've been record, because we've been recording as I've been playing. Uh, I don't know what the soundtrack is like, but uh, uh, the gameplay alone, I'm, it, it's fun. It's quick. It's easy. Damn it, go play it. I, I would imagine that the the sound, the soundtrack is pretty good because in these kinds of games, simplistic graphics, pretty simplistic gameplay, um, that's usually put the part that shines, especially when you're jumping, you know, with a mm. like a kind of have to get into a rhythm and kind of gets you pumped up and things like that. So unless well, it's completely let, silent, and then and let then me let me weird, let but. me I, I've turned on the the volume of my phone. Okay, and uh, let let's see. I'm gonna hold it up to my mic and play. <laughs> Oh, I died. <laughs> oh, I died. <laughs> you sound very good at this game. Oh, I died. <laughs> I'm Someone trying did... to play it at an angle. Someone pull this into a remix. Oh, I died. Oh, 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 I died. Yeah. I'm trying to play it at an angle so you guys can get it up to my mic, but uh, that makes my timing and vision off. Yeah, more often than you... <laughs> There you go. Okay, so the soundtrack is soundtrack is kind of quasi techno. And... <laughs> wow, this jump. is hard. I got to two. Everyone's playing. <laughs> the show just shuts down. Yeah. Everyone's playing Jump and Thump. Yeah. So that should tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Jump and Thump uh, makes you quit your life, and yeah. uh, that's yeah. how good it is. It's worth it, <laughs> and Simon, it's free. Oh, and it is on on mobile and tablet. Uh, Simon, well done. I am currently voting this up. I'm AG plusing it and giving it a uh, another sorry phone call. And <laughs> I turned on the volume. <laughs> <laughs> I turned up my volume and suddenly my phone rings. Someone in your so, house probably uh, heard that you were turning it on. They were like, "Let's fuck with them." <laughs> it was. It, Let me call him and check. <laughs> it's my husband. There was. Uh, I knew it. On. Unless it was yeah. unless it was Clayton in the chat. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey man, can I be on the show now? <laughs> That's in 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. No, we shouted his, his, him out before. So <laughs> yeah, I I apologize, Simon. I'm not normally this scatterbrained, but damn it, things are cool, and I'm drunk, and, <laughs> and he's uh, having fun. Game is awesome. It is so much combo. fun. Uh, you know what else is fun? What? A, a show that never ends. I'm just kidding. That right. would actually eventually not be fun. But this show is coming to an end. Unfortunately, all good things do come to an end. Um, however, 
if you are listening to this live stream, just so you know, we normally in our edited versions have gameplay footage, bumpers, uh, background music, all that sort of stuff. And this week, our background music is by Connor O.R.T. Linning. Um, you can go check his work out at ConnorLinning.com and uh, go tell him that Indie Game Riot sent you. Because, uh, and, and show him some love because indie game musicians need love too. They're a big part. Audio, as we just discovered, is a big part of games. Uh, and they, they need all the support they can get. Um, and actually, I think he has a band camp too, so you can always support him that way. Um, so thank you, Connor, for allowing us to feature your music. If you want to be featured on the show like Connor or like uh, or like Ben, you can actually contact us in various different ways. Um, we're on YouTube. That's where our recorded versions are. YouTube.com slash Gaming. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at IGR Podcast or Facebook slash IGR Podcast. And our website is IndieGameRiot.com where we have articles and uh, news and, and the episodes are all on there for you to, to listen to or watch. And uh, you can contact us through our website. Our, con- our email is contact at IndieGameRiot.com. <sighs> well, this was a fun show. Thank you, Ben, by the way. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. slightly distracted by this jumping and thumping right now, but thank you. It's, it's been a blast. <laughs> it's been I got to 19. Anyway. I was so excited that I died. <laughs> You're going to rub it in Rev's face. I'm about yeah, to be record. Oh, so close. Next time. But yeah, thank you again for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you and for coming on. I am so excited for your game. Thank you. I'll send you guys some keys once it's actually ready to be released. Sweet. That's the only oh, reason yes. I'm just kidding. And I'll send you <laughs> do it. Oh. It was a test. Because I'm big on that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any last words, gentlemen? Uh, I think we're Yeah. I've yeah. got nothing. My star maid. We'll say goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye. I'm adding a star made character to Chester United now. It's just going to be a yes! fancy oh, galaxy made. I clean things <laughs> with stardust. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see you next time, guys. Have a good one, folks. Toodles. Toodles. terrible discovery if you put gin in coffee it tastes kind of like fruit loops but in a really bad way what? but almost kind of good like this fruit loops tastes like the mouse <laughs> shit in it but you know yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> it's mouse mouse shit fruit loops coffee mm. <laughs>